to Prajna Sparks, a podcast where we listen to a Dharma talk, contemplate with our minds and in our hearts, and engage in guided meditation. In this episode, we begin a five-part exploration of four contemplations that reorient the mind, called the four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma. Every episode of Prajna Sparks takes hours to plan, record, and edit. We ask only that you give us a little bit of your time today to subscribe or review or share our podcast. Alongside your own practice, this is the best possible offering as it helps us reach new listeners. For those of us with a spiritual bend, that are inclined to the Dharma, the teachings of the Buddha Shakyamuni, there are always ways to strengthen our connection, our dedication, and the synchronicity of our heart with the Buddha's words. One way that Tibetan Buddhist practice encourages us to do so is to engage in what are called the four thoughts that turn the mind to dharma. These are contemplations that reorient the mind away from the deception of samsara and towards nirvana, which refers to liberation and omniscience, or Buddhahood. Why am I calling samsara deceptive? Well, why not tote up all of that time you have spent following this relationship, that partnership, that job, that house, that car, that whatever it may be, and determine whether it's actually been able to give you that real happiness, that lasting happiness that is not in the least bit tinged with hoping that it won't fade or fear that it will, if you're like me. You've not found that real happiness yet. What has worked for me is using these four thoughts to realign my perspective on the world and life so that my energies don't go to waste, so that my love for my family, my enjoyment of various pastimes, my care for others in the world, and so forth, actually has full octane energy pouring from my heart that doesn't get spent or lost amidst the misperception and suffering that characterizes samsara. Meditation practices help us to slow down and to begin examining the reality of our human condition, both moment to moment and writ large across our life, across the world, and beyond. These four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma reorient our mind away from false promise that samsaric misperception always holds out for us, like the carrot at the end of the stick. If you only do this, you'll be perfectly happy. If you only do that, everything will be great, and so forth. Instead, What the four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma offer is an opportunity to unveil 
our unexamined beliefs about what will make us happy, how we can have well-being, how we can ease into a life of peace and accomplish something of lasting significance that gives purpose and meaning to our lives. Over the next four episodes, we will examine each of the four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma one by one and how to contemplate them effectively. Today's episode, we want to give you a brief overview of the entirety of the practice of the four contemplations and why they are helpful. To be honest, if you don't know this already, these are not the most popular practices of Tibetan Buddhism. People want to hear about Mahamudra, about Dzogchen, about the Hivadra Tantra, about Chakrasamvara practice, and so forth. All the sexy stuff. But like a lot of things, these practices require a sane, wholesome, and grounded foundation. This is what the four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma begin to do. They serve as cornerstones to begin laying the groundwork for a practice that is healthy, clear-eyed, and true to ourselves. So what are these four thoughts? The first is what I like to translate as the priceless human existence. In a nutshell, what makes the human existence a priceless one is having access, opportunity, and interest in engaging the Buddha's teachings. This present moment, spinning from one to another to another across the expanse of an entire human life, weaves a priceless opportunity that we can take up at any time to fulfill our highest aspirations for ourselves. The priceless human existence contemplation also helps us to really start to value our life, despite any possible weaknesses or failings that we may see. This life is priceless. There is so much at our disposal, so much we can do. The priceless human existence helps us address any feelings of inadequacy, feelings of being caught in our past, any worries that we're not good enough. Even as it starts to make us more curious about how can we be more enthusiastic about making the most of this life, this leads us right into the second thought that turns the mind to Dharma, impermanence which the Buddha famously called the signal contemplation to rely upon. Impermanence is around us all the time. Things are constantly changing. Impermanence is not just the end of things. We often think that something is impermanent because it falls off a table and breaks, for example. Or for an, a pet or a loved one, they are impermanent because they die at the end of their lives. But we know that things are changing constantly. We are moving closer and closer to the end of our life every single moment. That vase that fell off the table was changing and deteriorating, even as it looked like the same exact vase that's been sitting there for years until it fell off the table and then became obviously impermanent. Impermanence is a really important thing to connect with on a realistic level because. We are constantly caught by surprise by the obvious impermanence of things. 
that are subtly impermanent right before our eyes all of the time. A great deal of pain and suffering comes from being faced with the endpoint of a stream of impermanence, which could have been avoided if we appreciated the constant changing and movement of things from moment to moment, so that there isn't so much of a mismatch between the way we deal with people, things, and events, and the way they actually are. This can cause a great deal of suffering as well, when what we imagine things to be suddenly ends. Impermanence really helps us not to be so reactive to situations that are at least generally predictable. We know the day we adopt a cat from the shelter, that the time will come when she passes. Of course, we will be sad when that happens, but we can enjoy all the time we have with her, give her the best life we can in the interim, and do the best to see her into the next phase of existence when our time to part comes. This gives us a real sense of how things are a stream of change, one after another after another, and that that change is propelled this way or that by karma, causes and results. This is the third thought that turns the mind to dharma. Karma is not just planting a seed so that the wheat or flower or whatever it may be grows. It's not just that when this happens, that results. That's certainly part of it in the material world, but karma also has an ethical component. What we do in any given moment conditions the next. What we're experiencing in any given moment is conditioned by previous ones, and so forth. What's really important to understand about karma is that it has nothing to do with destiny, fate, or predestination. It is a tool for empowering ourselves to really engage our lives in an intentional and creative way so that we can shape the direction of our trajectory to match our highest aspirations for ourselves. This is the case whether or not we discuss past and future lives. There's no need to push yourself to go into that exploration. Moment to moment, we can experience how our, our heart-mind creates its future from the raw materials present how we can empower ourselves to shape our character and our lives for ourselves, our loved ones, and all beings. This leads us into the fourth thought that turns the mind, the disadvantages of samsara. The main disadvantage of samsara is that the mind, under the influence of the ignorance that does not understand the true nature of things, is never completely at peace. It's always grasping at something that's wanted or pushing away something that's not or ignoring anything else. This is dukkha, suffering. And the fourth thought that turns the mind to dharma is trying to get across an admittedly very painful lesson. As long as our mind is samsaric in character, under the influence of this fundamental ignorance as to the true nature of things, we will not be able to embody the inherent peace, wellness, 
blissful ease, wisdom, and dynamic capacity that is our birthright merely as a function of having mind. Instead, we turn in a cycle, which is what the samsara means, a consistent cycle that we just can't get off. The point is that we don't want to be on an endless treadmill without ever reaching the fruits that we yearn for, real happiness, full of possibility, changing moment to moment, but not in the least bit vulnerable to any kind of deterioration, no interruption by suffering, no conditions that could in any way taint its grandeur. This is our true nature. Some might say it's difficult to lean into our true nature or to the way things are in reality. Don't sell yourself out. It's not at all difficult. It's your own true nature. What's difficult is sustaining a cycle of misperception that prevents us from embodying our true nature and experiencing the radical kinship we share with all beings. This is a bit of the taste of Dharma that the four thoughts reorienting the mind towards liberation and omniscience provide. They give us the tools to savor the Dharma for ourselves, to experience it truly, and to not spend our time spinning our wheels. Join us for the next four episodes as we discuss each of the four contemplations individually. Here are some tips for daily contemplation of the four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma. First, consider how priceless your life is by focusing on gratitude and appreciation for whatever goodness you have, even things that may not be perfect in your estimation still hold goodness. And if nothing else, this present moment has its own space of ease and comfort that we can enjoy at any time. Consider the sobering thought of our mortality, not to depress ourselves or to become anxious or busy about it, but to recognize that each of those moments of our priceless life is indeed precious and make the most of what we can of each moment. This does not mean that we have to do more or be more. We already are everything. It simply means that we can put more of our heart into whatever it is that we are doing, working for our family, cleaning our home, preparing meals, loving one another, and even having arguments can be benefited from a sense of our mortality. It brings perspective to our daily life. This allows us to have the ability to pause and slow down and shape our experiences moment to moment under the principles of karmic cause and effect. Shaping our days, our weeks, our months, our years and our life in a way that is true to our heart. 
And all the while, we recall that there has never been a moment when our wishful thinking about finding that one little corner of samsara that is hiding the hope we've been looking for, we can give up on trying to find the real happiness our heart yearns for amidst the deceptions of samsara. Instead, we turn towards nirvana, the expression of our mind's true nature in liberation and Buddhahood. This is where real happiness lies, not only down the road, but here and now, knowing that our moments of life are serving this true, genuine, authentic aim. This is Yeshe and Zopa for Prajna Sparks. Be sure to join us every month on the new and full moons for fresh episodes. Stay tuned now for a guided meditation with Lama Zopa. Shivni is our Tibetan singing bowl artist. Thank you for the generosity of giving us some time out of your day to like, subscribe, share, or review Prajna Sparks. It really does help us to spread the gift of Dharma to new listeners. If you have any questions, contact us via email, Instagram, or Facebook. Check the episode notes for those links and for more resources on today's topic. Visit us on the web at prajnafire.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Prajna Sparks. Thank you for listening. May all beings benefit. Hello, friends, and welcome to the meditation portion of this podcast. The four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma are about slowing down and looking at some underlying truths. They are about finding what is meaningful in the face of those truths for ourselves. Today's experiential analysis will help us drop into and rest in that interior yearning for meaning. Let's begin by grounding, simply by coming into the present moment, taking a few breaths and sighing them out, taking our seats by dropping in, feeling our posture, feeling just what it is to be alive and present here, welcoming in all of our experience, whatever might have gone on in our days, just allowing it to be even as we also let it drop into the background and settle in to present moment awareness. Having arrived, having turned our attention, having turned our intention to practice, to being here, let's begin with shamatha meditation or tranquility 
meditation where we're cultivating one pointed focus of mind that is easeful and alert, calm and clear. We can do this by focusing on the breath, allowing attention to rest one pointedly on the breath or any other focal object for the meditation that feels appropriate to us at this time. We use the breath or the focal object of the meditation to own our attention, almost like an anchor that allows us to remain one-pointed, aware of even the slightest distraction without holding too tightly. So we focus attention on the inhalation and exhalation, letting our breath flow naturally, cultivating that precise one-pointed awareness. If we find ourselves distracted, dull, sleepy, lost in thought, whatever might come up, we very gently and kindly recognize that and bring our attention back to the breath, wherever it is. Let's practice like that for three minutes.
in that settled alert state of awareness. Turn attention to the efforts you have made and continue to make to be happy, to find peace, to live well, to accomplish something of lasting significance. This search for meaning, for genuine well-being, is what we are continually striving for throughout our lives. Sometimes it is conscious, often it is more subliminal, based on underlying, unexamined beliefs about where that happiness and meaning might lie. The four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma are a key component to the Buddhist approach to this fundamental question of happiness and meaning. The pricelessness of this present moment of our lives, a sense of our own mortality and approaching death, the contemplation on karmic cause and effect, on how every little thing that we do with body, speech, and mind, with our physical actions, our verbal speech, even our very thoughts has an effect. As well as recognizing the disadvantages of samsaric mistaken way of mind where we are continually chasing after something exterior. All of these four are the Buddhist gateway into meaning that we can walk through for ourselves. They are that golden thread that the masters of the past have taught and emphasized time and again as the way into the Dharma the way into genuinely walking the path of meaning. Feel into the curiosity, the yearning, and or the questions that this might evoke. If we experience yearning for these four contemplations, drop the analysis and rest one pointedly in that until it fades, as it will. And then again, engage with the analysis till that yearning is fresh and present, where we can rest one pointedly on it again. If that yearning is not coming up for us, or if we experience something else, just keep analyzing, welcome it in. Be with the doubt, the discomfort, the questions. Any and all of it is welcome. 
This is the way that we bring our experience into dialogue with the Dharma. Let's meditate like that for a few minutes.
hopefully this has whet your appetite for the forethoughts, which we are going to explore in our subsequent episodes coming right up. Please join me now in sharing whatever goodness has come from this listening, contemplating, and meditating to all beings that we may all find what is meaningful and of genuine benefit and that we may dedicate the time and effort that we pour so continuously into so many different things to what is actually going to fulfill our heartfelt wish. Thank you for your practice and for all that you do. Bye.